Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 12 minutes to 7 on SENSA Breakfast. Mourn Team Ford Mount Barker for V6 Ranger. We're in studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. If you're listening on the app, you can see what Mark Bickley looks like this morning. He's raring to go for a huge weekend of footy. The prelim finals start tomorrow night in the AFL and the Sanford Grand Final on Sunday, which is going to be massive. The Futures play first thing on Sunday morning, heading into the Reserves Grand Final, Sturt and Glenelg, followed by the League Grand Final, Sturt and Glenelg. Studio Lumo is powered by Lumo Energy SA. And if you wanted to listen on the app, you can also press a few buttons there. Call us, text us. We've got a text coming in, Mark Bickley. Yeah, this one is from Daniel who says, if you know Scott, this is Scott Lysette, the retirement plans have been in place for a while. He will be at Port Districts with his best mates, Matty Rose and Sam and Tom Gray in 2024. That's a fair team. That gets up. That's my area too, so I'd be able to go and just sit there on a Saturday and watch Port Districts play, who had a pretty disappointing season, I think, after um, going out on top last year. So, Mark Bickley, Mm. I think it's only fitting that right now, with Ray White North Adelaide Real Estate's a team sport, we talk about Travis Boak. I'm just the elephant in the room. How does elephant in the room work, Mark Bickley, for those who don't know about it? Yes, well, what happens is you bring up topics that seem obvious but no one really wants to tackle because they're a bit awkward. And you're really good at having a balanced view on things, but it's important we talk about these things. And, of course, you can contribute to Elephant in the Room too. Thanks to Rachel Laurie at Ray White North Adelaide, real estate to team sports. So let's talk about Travis Boat because there's a lot to unpack here. Um, there, It's not just one elephant in the room. There's a lot of elephants. <laughs> Just like that one. Where do you want to start with this? Perhaps we can have a listen to Chris Davies, who spoke yesterday about Travis Boak, and it was very direct in what he said. Well, it's been interesting to to reflect on all of the the discussion that that happened, I think, to Trav in in the lead-up to last week. what What I can absolutely guarantee you, again, is that Travis's thinking about you know, whether he has the, the passion to continue to play. Uh, if he wants to do that, he'll be at Port Adelaide next year, yes. Mm. So I was surprised to hear that because uh, what happened after that was, um, and this is mutually from, you heard it from Chris and also from Travis Boak, who said, going to take a couple of weeks to think about it. Now, it was only, I thought it was only Tuesday where he was quoted as saying, Body feels great. The fire in the belly is still there. I want to play on. And now after having a meeting, it's take two weeks to to decide whether I want to play on. So this is Trav when he was doorstopped leaving the club. Are you more confident than yesterday though? Got a bit more clarity? Um, yeah, no, there was some really good clarity around the chats that we had. And, um, you know, those, those chats have been ongoing all year and this was just a another step in that in that direction and but yeah it was a good chat. Is it is it only port for you? Uh yeah, I wanna be here. This is this is my this is my home. So what are you want to up Trav? What's what's the is it play on or cool your heel somewhere? Basically. <laughs> That's it, yeah. 
So here's having you think about it. Then we heard mm. um, Kane yesterday give his insight into the bloke situation. I believe they had made the call on him that the time was coming to mm. an end for Travis, but the fan backlash that has happened since the exit and how popular Travis is, I think they are reluctant to make that call because of the reaction. Now, whether that's right, in fact, I think it's wrong. You shouldn't mm. be making decisions on the back of what you're forecasting the reaction of your fan base would be. That would be a mistake. Talking about reaction of the fan base, we've got a few texts reflecting reaction of the fan base. Bix, 0427-154-166. So Michael started off with saying, Travis on Tuesday said he still wanted to be a part of it, had plenty to give and fire in the belly. Then CD yesterday said Travis needed a couple of weeks to decide. Mm. So as you suggested, that's that's what we're facing at the moment. Yeah, also uh, read another article where um, Chris Davies was quoted as saying that didn't want Travis to play in the sandfall. Don't think that's the way for him. So, so for me, the way I feel like this has played out, like the, the club's in a really difficult position. I think, this is my opinion, that they believe that Travis should finish up and they believe that they need to play the Josh Sins of the world and, and younger players that, that play in a similar position. They've got to keep reinvigorating their team for them to go forward. But it's really difficult to call an end to an absolute legend. So the, the perfect scenario would be is that Travis decides that, you know what, yeah, this is going to be difficult for me next year. My opportunities are going to be limited, so I'm going to decide to finish up. So I think that's what the conversation was about yesterday. Um, we've watched, we've seen you, the position you're going to play next year. It's the position of the younger guys. Uh, it, it's going to be really difficult for you. We can't guarantee you opportunities. We've got very limited list spaces um, if you do play, you know, that's going to mean we're going to have to maybe leave someone else out. Our budget is tight, so we can't pay you anywhere near what we've, you know. So in the end, there's, there's some coercion, I think, trying to steer Travis into that. Probably the best thing for everyone is that I don't play next year. That's where I sit on that one. Let me ask you some questions. Because you're very balanced, which I like, and you need to help emotional people here with a bit of perspective and balance. Mm-hmm. Will Travis Boak help Port Adelaide win their next premiership if their window is still open? Uh, this is I'm I'm a bit of a believer in there's there's a certain fabric that you need at your footy club, and I think that Travis Boak adds to that fabric. I think what I would say, and I've you know, I've said this a lot of times. I would say to Travis, we will not guarantee you a game, and there is a huge chance you'll play. 15 games in the sandful. If you want to take that on, there's a spot for you. If you want to back yourself in to, to prove us wrong or if we get some injuries and you come in like Matt Crouch did and proved Adelaide wrong, that's your prerogative, but you do it knowing full well that you could be running around at Prospect Oval in front of 1,800 people for a lot of the year and, and other suburban grounds. But we are prepared to go with that because of what you bring, the leadership, there's a good chance that, that it might be Zach Butters or Connor Rosie as skipper next year. Would it be any benefit at all having Travis Boak as a sounding board, you know, sitting alongside those blokes? Absolutely it would be. So I'm a believer in you keep people around if they add to the fabric of it. And is he in the best 44 players in Port Adelaide's list? I think he is, and he proved that on the weekend. You've got to keep one eye on the future. So 
There is the chance that he does fluctuate a bit, up and down, manage some weeks. That's fine as well, but I would still keep him there. I've not heard one person think that moving Travis Bocon is a good idea. Not one person. I would hate to see him wearing a different club's Guernsey well, in 2024. But he's already said it's poured or nothing. So he's deciding. And that's fine. But he also deserves an exit like no other. He's played the most games at, yeah, at the but, club. But, but that's, that's fairy tale stuff. It, it is. But Bix, he was one of Port's best players in that final. He was one of the only players to stand up on the weekend, mm-hmm. which I think straight away is a tick. We also don't know the significance of the injury that he copped early in the season yeah. with his rib. He's never injured. And I feel, if I'm looking comparatively here, re-signing Travis Boak for another year who can help Port Adelaide on-field, off-field, that has more significance than recommitting to Rory Sloan at Adelaide for a year. Mm. I, I, think- I, I think they're very similar. I think what Travis can offer, as you said, it, I don't think – as much as I love the progression of Josh Sin, if you're going to do a straight swap for Josh Sin next year for Travis Boak, I don't think that's going to have any impact on the now, which Port Adelaide needs to focus mm. on. Well, I, I think what you'll find is that if you expose some of these young players, some of them will get better quite quickly, particularly in an experienced side. And you've got, you've got to keep exposing them. You've, and, that, that's the way to, to get them up to speed. So I think they're very similar. I totally agree with you. I think they're very similar. And I would have done the same with both of them. I think they both, they, they're so professional. They, they lead in a way, you know, from the Monday to Friday that, that sets a great example for all the new people that come in. So, yeah, that, that would be the way I would go. But I suspect the way I explained it before, there's some coercion from Port Adelaide who was maybe trying to steer Travis to say it's probably... Enough's enough. You know, the the end is here. I don't think enough's enough for Travis Boak, but I'm just a I'm just oh, a I'm, supporter who's you and I are agreeing. Yeah, but I I like the fairy tale element of it too. However, I think there's a bit of reality with that fairy tale that he deserves to play 350 games, and yes, that deserves is certainly sometimes not reality. But mm. I don't think he's done anything to suggest that he's not. But in three, Port Adelaide's like, best 22. Is 350, does that make any difference between 348 and 350? Like, I get the, the Gavin Wanganing, get him to 300 games. 300 is a significant number. I don't think this makes any difference to Travis Boak, whether he plays 348 or 350. Does anyone think any less of him for those two games? I just I just don't see that as an, an issue. Rocco on the text line, 0427154166. He has a different appearance, uh, opinion and says if Travis Boak is at Port Adelaide in 2024, they're going backwards. He struggled this year. He'll get a job as an assistant coach. Then uh, Dracos says with Travis Boak's age, does he get to do a full preseason or does the club ease it up a bit? And Michael says there's no way Travis should end his career this way. He needs to have a farewell game and chaired off. We've also got to call one 736 736 <laughs> Stu from Handorf. Oh, no. good, good morning, Stu. <laughs> hey, boys. How are we? Good, Stu. <laughs> I reckon, in all seriousness, there is... Um, there's an elephant in the room at Adelaide too, and, and I think the club got ahead of it and addressed it mid-season, and the signature was done so it didn't carry over into the off-season. I, I think I think there, there's a lot of similarity between Bokey and um, and Sloaney lads. I reckon mm. I reckon he's probably been told the same thing. You are not guaranteed a start-up role in our uh, 22 or 23 with the sub next year. 
uh, and you're going to be on reduced coin for all the reasons you just described around Bokey. And I think there would have been similar backlash at the club, maybe not heightened given the circumstances of finals this year with Port. And I think, yeah, the club was smart to sort of get ahead of that and, and nut it out. And, and so it didn't carry on over while we're talking delistings and potential list spots for next year. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right, Stu. And <coughs> once again, I'll just reiterate one more time, is that if you are really transparent, I don't see the big deal. Like I think Chris Davies, as I said, said, oh, we don't want Travis running around in the sample. Why not? What if you've if you got another couple of draftees this year and young kids? Why don't you want great champion players running around in the sample, teaching those guys how to go about it? And Tom Jonas, there's a stigma that came with it. The captain got dropped after three or four weeks. Does does anyone think any less of Tom Jonas? I actually thought it, it's it's was showed great character, uh, and you know he stood being a leader around the footy club, even though he's not in the best team. It just shows that. He's made of the right stuff. And I just feel like those other two blokes you mentioned, whether it's Sloan or whether it's Boak or whether it's another retiring champion, if they are prepared to back themselves in and they know that there's a chance they play Samful, well, just get on with it and see what happens. Nice work, Mark Bickley. Uh, Ray White, North Adelaide, real estate is a team sport. It's just on 7 o'clock. We're going to talk about the prelim finals because they are massive this weekend. It all starts tomorrow night at the MCG. Collingwood and the Giants, followed by Brisbane and Carlton on Saturday. And we'd love your thoughts continuing to come in on the text line 0427154166. What should happen with Travis Boak? What would you do, Port fans or even Adelaide supporters? I mean, it's a, he's a big football figure, especially here in South Australia. So let us know. Back after this on SENSA. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse.